0: Uh, yeah Alright Well, welcome back everybody To the MSG Podcast You're
1: always Do you talk low or like I th-
0: Well, I have the mic Like kind of far away from me I guess How's yeah. that? Alright, alright
1: Lit Awesome So
0: how's it going? <laughs>
1: how's it going, peoples?
0: We're doing a little oh, Recreational shoot of, uh, Drinking You
1: know what? Give us five seconds We'll be right back Uh, there we go.
0: Okay. Okay, we're back. We're back. It's been three days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, imagine it was three days since we got oh, back. Movie uh, magic. We I had an intermission. Like okay. Um, okay, wait. Did you hear the story I told at, at lunch today? No. Okay, you want me to re- – I'll retell it because yes, I, I, I actually – we had nothing to talk about when we were sitting at the table, so mm-hmm. I brought it up to Nathan, you know, because I was sitting with Nathan and Alex, not near you. Yeah. But I wanted to tell the story on the podcast. Okay, go for it. So, okay. It's not that long of a story, but That's it's quite name. interesting. Are you sure, sure you didn't hear it? I,
0: I heard, it Because like, I started talking hand.
1: louder because I noticed everybody stopped talking and was yeah, paying were, attention like, to me. So but like, I just kept my eye contact on Nathan. I was like, don't even worry about anything else. Like,
0: like, people are paying attention I actually to was
1: incredibly stressed out telling that story. I don't know <laughs> why. Like, my heart started pounding. I was like, you could really mess this up, even though it's, like, it's it right your now. own story. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird. But um, I'll tell this story. It's a short story. Um. I will have to rephrase certain words so it's not explicit, I guess. Okay,
0: that's fine.
1: Uh, <laughs> you can do it,
0: man. I believe in you. Okay,
1: okay. So a few people already know this, um, but most people don't. Um, so Monday, I was at work, and it was me and my brother Tyler, right? Okay. You know, we do landscaping. Yeah. So we're at this one property. So he gets on the big mower, you know, the riding mower, and I weed-eat. Easy. Yeah. I've it before. So I get to this spot on the lawn where it's like, I'm not gonna say it's not like two walls next to each other, like an alleyway, but it's a, it's like a really tight spot. Right. So I had to pull the weed eater towards my body
0: mm-hmm.
1: to weed eat. Now, first thing about this, the weed eater is that the weed eater, when you hurt the the, hard, the more throttle you give it, it starts to like really shake and vibrate. Right. It's really annoying. But anyways, you you, yeah, yeah. you deal with that kind of stuff, whatever. So I get to this this spot where I had to kind of squish myself in because it's a close quarters spot so i have the weed eater I, I pretty much pull it completely against my body now the weed eater has two handles it has it has where the throttle and the stop button is mm-hmm. and it has the other handle which is just for maneuvering up down left and right yep. it's a big like the maneuver part is for like it's big it's big and, ro- and round and in black in yeah. yeah it's just for whatever so that's the part i'm talking about i'm not talking about the hand or i'm talking about the black handle okay. not the throttle okay so I, I pull this weed eater against my body and I full throttle it because it's like I just want to get done with it. You know, just get in here and then get out in the open so I'm not squished. Right. Okay, so I rest this weed eater against my body. It's pretty much completely pulled against my body. Okay. Now, first off, I didn't hit myself with the weed eater. Okay, that's good. I didn't cut my legs or anything. I've never done that in my life. I've been hit by weed eaters, but not by my own. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I pull it against my body. I full throttle it just because it cuts better when it goes faster. So it's like just zoom right through it and get out yeah. anyways just with how this maneuvered so I rested with with how I pulled the weed eater that the black handle the one where you pull up and down and all that it, it was really close to my private area mm-hmm. okay <laughs> at this moment this all happened like it was like synchronized in a matter of milliseconds happened so I pulled the weed eater against my body the handles right in in the the lower section of my body and I full throttle it and it starts to really shake, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how this happened. Well, I know how it happened, but like, I would never want this to happen again. Just what, what happened, okay? It shook, and at one, just one moment when it shook, what happened was the handle that I was holding slammed against my, my upper inner thigh, <laughs> but one of my items, as you call them, balls, <laughs> Like lined up perfectly between oh, no. the handle and my leg, oh, and God. it slapped oh. against my And I stopped for a minute, and I screamed. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, it's
0: over!" Oh no! I, I was like,
1: "I can't do this anymore.
0: I'm done." Oh.
1: I stood there for a minute, and then when we got done and we got back in the truck, I asked my brother. I was like, "Did you see me standing there for a minute?" just in the front. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Was something going on. <laughs> something true. happened. <laughs> oh. I
0: was like, oh my gosh, it's over. <laughs> I feel for you, man. I don't know how, man. Question. It's like, oh.
1: It was awful. I was like, oh. It's been scary. so long since I've taken any type of pain down yonder, and it's like, now I know why you don't want it to happen. I
0: remember real fast <laughs> when it comes back. It's, oh. I was like, oh my
1: gosh, dude. Oh, that sucked. That was the worst yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> Oh it was my like gosh.
0: It was calling out to that one specifically. Like oh, you,
1: oh, never again, never again. I'm
0: so sorry. Oh. Get home, get that bag of ice, and just like chill. I had to
1: take a moment. I was like, oh, oh my gosh! I was like, I was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> like in like, the day, lay down on the ground and die. But yeah, no, that always wouldn't happen at work. <laughs> So, And that, that never happens. Like, it rarely ever happens. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have stories like that it's like a, from very work. a
0: specific set of circumstances. It just happened to like, all yeah. line up
1: perfectly to ruin my life. So that's, that's my story for pain. Mm. So people were probably happy to hear that.
0: You should oh rename that uh, weed eater. To what? Nutcracker. Nutcracker.
1: No. <laughs> 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 I want to name it nut, nut, the Nutcracker now just
0: free like put a little name there. oh my
1: gosh oh <laughs> that's awful that's yeah. terrible yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's solid though i like that mm. uh, i got a new watch mm. want to see it look at this whoa boom well nobody can see it it's kind of sick
0: wow this is the coolest watch i've ever seen yes, it is yeah, it's really
1: neat it's got like a, i think it's a cobra or something but it's like in japanese really it's pretty solid i don't really wear watches but i was like yeah that's it came game. with a shirt I got, and I was like, "I, I, can, I just I'll wear it. So you, yeah, so I'll wear it the fellowship know. or something. i will to look all cool." But yeah, um, all right. What do you want to do? We obviously don't want to talk about religion You're right. on purpose, You're right? But your yours is really you religious. It's <laughs> incredibly stuff. like only.
0: So what do we do? We just talk around it. Talk around <laughs> it. Non-religious thing. I don't know. Right? I don't know.
1: I don't know how many people actually like listening to us talk about. It. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because we, since we don't have like communication, with, yeah, with like the, can- everything in the world. Jeez, I need a new laptop. Like, I need a new laptop. It's like man, it's conking out on you. It's conking out on me. It did this last episode too.
0: Oh, where it cut out? Like properly. it,
1: it pauses. Huh. So I have to manually do it. So it's like, if you listen to the last episode, you can notice where we're talking, and it just immediately starts onto a new topic. Oh,
0: that's weird. I don't know. It, I saw that you'd called that out in the description, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's, it. it's
1: so annoying. It's like, ugh. I need a new laptop, but I don't know. And we may have to start using my, my PC, because yeah. it, it's pretty solid now. But, yeah, sorry about that. Um, We could talk about the the why. Why do we celebrate celebrate all sorts of things? Oh, I have one on here: National Women's Day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> National Women's Day is like this. Like, it, it, I I mean, I would say the same thing if we had a National Men's Day, which I don't think we do. No, we don't have one. I would say it's every stupid. other day is a celebration of men. So. Oh yeah, every day is a man's day. Yeah. There you go, white privilege at its finest. Okay, okay. So
0: what's the premise okay. of what you're saying there? Is it I just want to talk about holidays? How, or or no, no,
1: no. I I think there there's reasonable. Like if you want to say like Christmas, I understand. I think Thanksgiving is a good holiday, generally. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. Everything's bads happening right now. Um. no nah, Like like. Okay. When we had National Women's Day. Last month, or whatever. So I was list- So it was National Women's Day, and I was listening to radio, and they're like, we we're playing only songs by women. Right? Okay. Makes sense. I, I was right. like, that logically makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. But they started playing the same stupid songs over and over, like, like they had like, you know, like all the big celebrities, like Ariana Grande or uh,
0: so they weren't Cardi B.
1: What you know, all those yeah, yeah the, the higher female artists. I was like, I was like, if you're gonna have a day. In, in on the radio for for women artists, at least do ones that haven't been heard or don't get yeah. enough uh, like notice.
0: Absolutely, because it's like
1: I I listen to a bunch of like lesser known artists. It's like and they're female. Really I was like I was music. like they yeah. make some good music. It's solid, but it's like you're just playing Ariana Grande and all that. And I was like, this is the dumbest, the most pointless thing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Like I hate that because you know you've had accomplished female artists from. You know, all over all throughout history so you could you could make it a historical deal which yeah. is what i think they were trying to do but yeah if they get locked into oh these are the ones that are popular right now like that's that's not yeah i don't, that's don't not know it, it. that's, that's not the move how away. i am
1: i don't know i no. feel weird about that but i mean i have like birthdays i don't think birthdays are valuable
0: <laughs> that's right they're only the <laughs> it, day where you were essentially
1: what's the point of a birthday brought into this world maybe maybe when you're a kid birthdays are solid Okay, I get it. You get birthday presents, you get cake, whatever. But it's like, you know, I it's, don't care. It's Maybe more
0: I, important when you're a kid, for sure. It's either
1: it's important when you're a kid, or like in your twenties or later. I think it's only important to people because they want the attention. I would say because you get a bunch of attention on your birthday. I don't. I don't really care to go out of my way to do something for my birthday right. i typically don't like to but my parents and everybody want to go out to eat i like whatever but it's like i don't i don't care i don't like doing that anymore but mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's just me
0: no i get that. there's a lot of people where it's like they do not crave the attention and they actually do not like their birthday coming down the pike like they, they will get anxiety like i don't
1: care about him. the attention like I can, I can handle attention or not it's just i don't see any value in celebrating one more day closer to my death Maybe that's just me Well,
0: see that's the celebration you know? <laughs> I've <I'm laughs> lived another year, but the next one might not come.
1: <laughs> well, did I you see you. you see that thing I said the John Calvin or whatever when it was his birthday i said mm-hmm. uh, I said, uh congratulations on another skillful evasion of of, of death, death. Yeah. and he was like, that's amazing. I was like, it is. I'm running out of ways to tell people happy Who birthday like <laughs> it's over, man." I'm oh, nah. noticing,
0: like, you're trying to mix it up. Dude, I'm time.
1: out. Yeah, I'm over. Like, I've used all of them. There's nothing oh, left. you am going to come up with some more. Bro, there's nothing left. I've, I've Googled it. There's literally nothing left. I just <laughs> have to like say happy won. birthday now. Like, I, I don't have any more. It was easy in the beginning, but then it was, like, a birthday every week. I was like, we're, we're running low on other ways to say happy birthday in fun ways.
0: We'll do a brainstorm after this. <laughs> we'll come up with a couple of <sighs> It sucks. we going to get you armed and ready.
1: I've looked at it and then, and then i all I found was like different languages to say Dang it, and I was man. like, I was like, that's so pointless. It's all happy birthday. What I was saying had nothing. I don't know. Yeah, it was you weird.
0: Can, you could come up with a creative one and then put it in another language, and so when people that, translate it, it's like
1: that would that'd be pretty cool. I could copy ones I already use and put them in a different language. Yeah.
0: German like the day in which you <laughs> have entered into this forlorn world Ooh. to suffer to that's <laughs> a good one oh, that's like, a good it, one it up this huge block in the mm. chat
1: oh man that's a good one <laughs> I like doing that stuff I like doing that in that chat though like like um when you and uh when Lydia put your sister put in the uh, the meme, mm-hmm. I was like tune in next week. I just love doing that that yeah, weird poking. stuff on the background. I was like, oh, I don't want it. She did good with that. She
0: did great. She did good on that she meme. Did it was solid. Dude, there were a whole bunch of people that were talking to me today. Who were like, dude, I'm, I still laugh at that meme. I was like, all right, she Like like
1: at, like you and her left, and I stayed for a little bit. And Craig was like, yeah, they that family. Is intense with their memes, like they're, they're like, yeah, that's a gift from that family. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dang, No, nah, that was good. You uh, should tell her to do more. That's yeah, solid. Yeah. I like it. I so she
0: she gets the ideas same way I do. She just doesn't follow through with them usually. But that's fair. I learned a lot of my techniques from her, or just watching her do things. Just watching her, like, because she would she would do memes that she would send to me, and it was oh. like I had never thought about doing memes where you'd cut people out and then paste them into yeah, those. That's a so bunch of Photoshop like, I, type stuff. I owe a lot of that kind of stuff to her. All of it to her. i got to do this. Are
1: you looking up your memes right now? Not
0: my memes, I'm looking
1: up do you have all your saved?
0: Yeah. Dang. Anything I like have.
1: that one you did with Noah where he was like crouched outside <laughs> the crouching door. At went the, door. <laughs> crouching at his door. I was oh, like, that's, no. that's solid. I've never seen a meme for Noah. So that's, I like that.
0: Yeah, you know, I was actually I was actually afraid.
1: What that he be mad?
0: Well, no, cause I'm I'm chill, and I know Pastor Bill is chill with being memed. Like that's that's.
1: You didn't think Noah would like being memed?
0: It, it was the fear of the unknown. I think it's he like, was. I, I think he, he was irreverent. honored.
1: He was honored to be memed.
0: And now I know that, but I didn't want to be irreverent. David, yeah, you don't get it. Any
1: one of them would be honored to be memed. Any one of them. <laughs>
0: I <don't> remember this.
1: <laughs> you do it the Bill the most, just because he's yeah he, always he's, up he's there preaching
0: the most. Yeah. And I will soon Ugh. lose him as meme material whenever they cut off the live stream.
1: You you mentioned how there was one picture you had yeah. of, of Bill. You I, need I, to put it up. I'm not going to do it. You need I to. I
0: promise b- myself I won't do it because it's too funny just by itself. How could,
1: it's just a picture? It's just a picture. What could the picture be? Like, how could, it, how could that picture, like an unedited picture, did you already make the meme? No, and you just have the. So it's just a picture, picture that you. is the meme. Is the meme? I, I. I don't know what that would be. It's like, like there's only, no way.
0: Only my sister has seen it. Like, that's. Like,
1: if you, you had a picture of somebody picking their nose, it's like, oh, that's kind of funny, but it's like, it's, I don't think it's and solid. Maybe,
0: maybe it's only that funny to me. I, I, I don't know. I can't do. think of
1: anything that I just take a picture of unedited. Hmm.
0: Perhaps it was just funny in the moment. Yeah, did, did,
1: find, When we we you saw it, did you think of a way you could turn it into a meme or how it referenced no. to a, a different, like,.
0: No, I didn't. You know? even... because if you picture it in your head,
1: you're like, "Oh, that could be this." It's like, okay, I can understand that because I've done that all the time.
0: In the process,
1: man. this is just you on your phone the entire time. Yeah, that's all this you. is.
0: He's just talking <laughs> at me, and I'm just.
1: I like it. Okay, I will We're show you topics. this.
0: You will be the third, and perhaps the last person. Wait, wait, to show wait. The Other than
1: you, wait, third. So you're the first. Who's the second? My sister. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh jeez. Well, I think I'm. I, I feel I'm gonna show I don't. I don't want to see it and not laugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't want to be that guy. that just disapp- like, like my humor is dark humor. <laughs> so
0: Let me turn down you, usually, usually,
1: usually, usually PG memes or whatever. I don't catch is funny. I get the reference, but it's like they don't make me burst out laughing.
0: Okay. Well, now I'm afraid you won't laugh at it. I, that <laughs> Bro, but I don't, I
1: don't want to look at it and not laugh. You know what I mean? Like I'm scared. I don't want to ruin you. You know, since it
0: won't make any difference on the podcast, I will save it until afterwards. So you won't have that weight of laughing on air or not laughing on air. Ha ha ha! Like, oh wow, that sure is funny. I just know that when I was when I came across it, because usually I will remember a funny moment in the sermon. Yeah. I'll go to the live stream, and I'll scroll through it until I find it. I'll be like, okay, it was relatively, you know, a third of the way through, and Yeah, I'll go find it. This one, I remembered seeing it live, and then I went back and scrolled through it and, like, stopped on it. It's <laughs> just perfect. <laughs>
1: well, you, you get – don't you get all your images from Philip, right?
0: I get them from YouTube. So like where they live stream it to. But okay. I, when Philip was saying that, he's one of the people that runs the he, cameras. So.
1: Okay. Okay. I thought it. He meant like he took the still image and sent I, it to you, and then no, you he switched just it. Records the whole thing. Okay. And I go and scroll through. Okay. Because okay. that's what I was thinking. Through. I was like, oh, he's up there getting solid pictures or whatever, and then throwing them out to you. And
0: like, I would love that. It that my would job be a useful. Lot easier. But, could, like, get me a but that's little. different
1: because he may not have the same interpretation of me, so he may not get the same images you think of or see
0: yeah that actually has a lot to do with it because if you know there's sometimes where i i remember a scene from the the sermon, sermon yeah yeah. It, it doesn't look the same or i'm hoping it looks like yeah. this in the film and it doesn't i think
1: you gotta have low expectations for that yeah maybe i don't yeah, know yeah, maybe you have to be flexible you don't want to have to high it. expectations and be like oh there's nothing here right i don't know
0: but, like with the, the Noah one, you know, as crouches down. That was door, a good one. I was remembering, and thankfully it was correct that he went to the side of the pulpit and crouched down. So then I could still shot that and do it.
1: I, I like that one, dude. I was like, that's got, like he well, he had his hands. I don't know how, but they were like
0: they were just like perfect. Was,
1: I don't know how to explain. It. His hands were like folded in front of his bo- in front of his face, and he didn't, was crouched I mean, on his one, knees. The, oh, I didn't show. It was solid. Anybody. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> That's a good one. Are you gonna save that for uh, Christmas? I could. Related? That's you could good. since it know. is Christmas related. Yeah, we're just showing memes on here that nobody it's, can see, it's, it's so it's like. Very rapidly. Yeah, if you if you ever want to see his memes, just message message David on MySpace.
0: Yeah, I'm totally in MySpace. <laughs> He's there's definitely on MySpace. I was the original MySpacer. <laughs>
1: I got a MySpace. Do you really? Yeah, I made an account and I don't remember how to get into it. <laughs> They've updated it so much, it's yeah. like I don't know anything. They're
0: probably so probably trying to catch the, uh, the trendiness of all the other.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But <sighs> All right, we're out of topics other than God, and obviously we can't talk about God. Right.
0: We, promised we, wouldn't talk we
1: said we wouldn't that. talk about it this episode. Um,
0: Though we've talked about pastors and being David,
1: motivated. never mind, I can't talk about that. <laughs> See, all my topics I have currently written down, either I have no knowledge on them because I forgot about them, or they just don't have enough information yeah, to go on more than much. two minutes. Like... Yeah. And then and then one of them is like super personal, but like... I can mention, I, there was a girl from my college that I saw on TikTok.
0: <laughs>
1: That's like, a girl I went to college with, I had classes with her, cool. I saw her on TikTok, well this was... Probably two months ago, because I haven't written anything new down. But no, she was making a TikTok and talk about how she was like, um, how she was. She claimed she was five three in height, and I was like, "That's cap." She's like five seven. <laughs> really, bro? She's lying. Mm. That's cap. You can get away with a lot. Though. I was like, "That's cap." I even I put it in the comments. I said, "That's a lie." I know her. I know like you. That. She never responded to me. I doubt she ever would. But I was like, I was like, I went to school with you. That's a lie. <laughs> I was like, "Stop spreading this deceit." You're, you're taller right. than that. Be honest
0: on the internet.
1: <laughs> like, I'm just about five three or five. Well, I consider myself to be five five, but I'm I'm probably like five four to be honest. I'm
0: definitely.
1: Five, four, <laughs> you're taller than me. I'm not. You are. You I am literally. Not. You're I'm, like half anything, an anything. inch. If, anything you're, if anything, you're half an inch at least. We pay
0: her maybe. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. You, you, no, you, you are. You are at least half an inch to an inch taller than me for we're, sure. We're
0: gonna prove. Or disprove that one. I don't know
1: how you would... you going to shave your head? No,
0: but we can, we can get <laughs> a third party involved. We can go back to back and get, like... <sighs> that, I, I don't think that's, that, that works, works well. That
1: works. I don't know. I don't think those work. I don't think these are legit. I don't know. Um, on, like, the, the
0: door frame or something where you make Oh, yeah,
1: you're like, right <laughs> there. We could, we could actually do that.
0: Solve it in a,
1: in a second. I, w- I would do that. Um, I've lost, like, like the past six months... Oh, okay. Actually, yo, what'd you do for the Fourth of July?
0: Uh, Did you go out to your uh,
1: grandparents where you could do fireworks? Your, yeah, we went to the history,
0: but we didn't do any fireworks. We've been getting less and less on that for years, so this That's, time we didn't do any. Was it
1: was it just like your grandparents in your family, or were there extra like yeah. cousins or something? Just us, just y'all. Well,
0: See, I mean, we had we had the cousins out there. Okay, I, mean, I, I count them as. Cause important. I think
1: if you have a really small group, it's like yeah, fireworks, yeah.
0: Yeah, the only reason we would do it is for it, the cousin, of the young. People. Yeah, if we you shot some guns,
1: that was it. You, Hey, that counts okay, skeet shooting yeah. or just shooting, shooting.
0: Just shooting. Yeah, okay. We got a little old milk jug out there and shot it. There and you go. My cousin had gotten a uh, antique rifle recently, and he was like, "Oh, that's cool."
1: Antique. Okay. Yeah, he must have to like clean that bad boy out. Yeah.
0: He did, it was actually really, really nice. He, he got a good deal on it, and it was old enough. So there's I think it's eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. If it if a firearm was made before a certain year, it classifies as an antique. Yeah. And so it could be shipped straight to you instead of being shipped to an FFL license holder. That's fair. So he got it shipped right to his front door. Hmm. That's
1: cool. It's not bad. Um I mean we did fireworks, but well, technically we did have young kids there. That's true. See, I taught to myself
0: rationalizing Dude, what you're saying. Okay, you're
1: saying. I got to tell you something, because I'm pretty sure I told you the story of a few years back about a firework that went off. But anyways, anyways, I might retell that story. I don't okay, know. But but anyways, what happened this year, so we went out to my grandpa's house, and my aunt and uncle live in my grandpa's house. They all live together. So we went out there. It's like in Copperville or something. I don't know where it was. I forgot. But it was out in the country, so you could do fireworks. So well, obviously we went, all of our cousins and all our family, we got fireworks, all that, grilled out. So we had this spot in the front yard, and his front yard is pretty big, and then there's a, a lot next to his front yard that's just a lot. There, I think there used to be a house there, but there isn't, so it's just a, a big open field, and then there's another house on the other side. So kind of towards that lot, we had there's a um, cement place or cement, like a little square of cement, and that's where we put our fireworks. Anyways, we got these fireworks, and they were I, – I, Boom, I don't know what they were called booms I don't know boom booms I don't know what they were called anyways they were a stick and you and, and we would stick them just straight up and you light it and it would go straight up in the air and it pop and it's supposed to be like the loudest firework there is and we did this a few times anyways so there was a little metal pole hanging out of the sticking out of the ground and that's where we would put the the firework cuz they had a big wooden stick on it and you stick it down there and then you light it and it pops up anyways so what happened was it was me and my uncle and my dad and we were like out there and, he, and my uncle put it in and he lit it and I was like I noticed something because I was like it's not fully in like the the stick wasn't fully in the middle rod sticking out or something it was like sticking up more than usual and I was like it's not fully in I was like that's not going to go all the way up
0: <laughs> so we back up
1: like 5 feet this thing pops up maybe goes 7 feet in the air pops like you could feel the vibration just hit you
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
1: oh it was so loud
0: Mm. it was awesome
1: it was so good i i I can tell you did i tell you about the time the rocket fell okay this was years ago and it was at the same spot we at my grandpa's house all family out there um, but this time we had one of those like weird bottled rockets ones, and they you just kind of they, they you just place them on the ground, light them, and they go pop up straight in the air. Anyways, no, 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 it it had a stick, and we stuck it in the ground. That's right, that's right. Sorry, I'm messing up. But anyway, we stuck it in the ground. You know, backed up 20 feet, and then our family always gets camping chairs out and sits there and watches all that go on. Anyways, we get out there, we put it in the ground, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe 10 feet to the left. At a different angle than where the rest of my family is just watching from a different angle. What happens is, we light it, everybody backs up, halfway through the light, this sucker falls flat, <laughs> and everybody's like, run, <laughs> and this thing launches and blows up just in the middle of the grass. We're like, it's awesome. And we could have died. But
0: <laughs> well, that's a noble death, you know? It's oh. beautiful.
1: Dude, that would that would suck. People have died from that. Yeah. Yeah. that's a terrible way to go. <laughs> mm. Nah, wow. it, yeah, that was Fourth of July because we didn't talk about the. Well, we didn't record on Fourth of July. Right. That's right. Right, we, we skipped that week. We We've skipped a lot of weeks. Mm. Yeah, we are out of topics. I don't know what to talk There's
0: about. there's one thing I'd eventually love to talk about on the podcast, but it could go on for a really long time. I didn't think about it. Is it, it like earlier.
1: theological? No, it's spiritual. It's psychological. Psychological yeah, L- d- like bring b- it up.
0: Body language is one you, of the You th- want to talk the, about body language? Sure. It is one of the coolest things that that has to do with like how the human brain works and then how it it shows on the outside kind of okay. what your internal subconscious is thinking. Well from. yeah
1: people are able to read people sometimes based off of body language.
0: Oh, you could you can read and you could do a lot of things everything from person. It's because there's there's a lot of stuff I don't know about it, but the stuff I do know is like, oh, well, you can if you're observant and watch people, you can pick up a lot of it.
1: Yeah, you can pick up on like, what are they called? I don't. They're not called ticks, are they? It's like when somebody lies, they do something. Yeah, it's just so t- like usually like they, they mean, scratch the bottom of their chin or something. And you notice every time they lie, that's what they do. So it's a trait or something. You can, there's stuff like that.
0: You can learn, and that's usually on an independent. So yeah, there's yeah. General ones that people do, but
1: yeah, I don't. Like, I don't know a whole lot about that.
0: It's really cool. Like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot. I know there's been a trend recently where there's there's people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm a psychology guru, and I'll, I'll give you, like, three things to look for. Like, yeah, those things are real, but it's become kind of popular. Like, oh, Yeah. Look for th-. But a lot of the things they're talking about are true. So it's like eye yeah. contact stuff and just how people are seated or how they walk kind of things, what those tell you. Like uh, one that's really – interesting to know is you can tell kind of who the alpha individual in a group is by watching other people's eye contact around them so like if you don't know who it is just watch the group and let's say something funny happens people will instinctively look to the person that they want to see laugh. Mimic. yeah okay, so okay they'll they'll glance at the person that they they want to, to mimic so it'll be like okay I respect that individual I want to see what their okay. reaction is so that I can also do that. Hmm. So that a lot of times, you know, a whole group will be laughing at something. A bunch of the people might be looking at one person to see if they're laughing. And then the other laughter is like, oh, okay, it's comfortable. I can yeah. do that too. Hmm. like, you can learn a lot about groups by doing that. Um, in terms of, like, confrontational and non-confrontational po- posture. Um, confrontational posture is like facing squared off against somebody. That means
1: they're looking for a fight?
0: Sometimes. So so it's an aggressive pose. It's something that's not necessarily conscious, but it is subconscious. So if I stood in front of you, right, with nothing in between us, and I was shoulder square to you, it would be an uncomfortable and short-lived talk that we would have because it is by nature confrontational. I want to try that.
1: It's, it's bizarre. I want to go to the people and do that now. But
0: if you'll watch, next time you get in a group of people talking, look at their feet.
1: Like where their feet are angled? Like if yeah, they're aiming they're all at the... Where
0: their bodies are angled. Because you'll notice nobody is facing somebody square off. They yeah, it's a, it's a weird position.
1: It really is a weird position.
0: And what's happening is the subconscious is realizing this is not an aggressive, confrontational thing. I want to talk with these people. So in order to do that you do a non-confrontational pose that is angling your body away so that your face can be slightly angled away as well. Cuz like the face squared up, shoulder squared up is aggressive and okay. it's uncomfortable. And you'll see that if, you know, we could we could do it and as just a I would love example. to try it
1: in, in like secret. Yeah, and it would be like Let's see what oh, happens.
0: But it is. It's like you I mean, it's not necessarily that your hackles go up or something, but there's something that you realize if somebody approaches you front on, you're like something's wrong. Either is it also their
1: facial wrong. expression?
0: It can be. You, people watch facial expressions a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of how you communicate, whether it's lip reading or just watching the emotions, is through the face. Yeah. And that's why, with the masks and the coronavirus, has caused so many problems with how people communicate. Is because you have shielded a lot of the emotion you're left with just the eyes and let's say somebody puts on sunglasses it's just a blank slate you have to get your emotion and context through voice alone so it kind of castrates conversations that way
1: yeah have you seen that clip there's a clip of this girl where she has she has a mask on Mm -hmm. and from her like i guess from where the mask stops to like her eyes it looks like she's smiling and then she takes a mask off and doesn't move her face at all, and she's frowning. Yeah. And it's like they look the exact same, just from the, the half-top yeah. eyes or so. That's I was like, great. that's insane. That's weird. But yeah.
0: Yeah. That's something else, actually, is because you you're, you can tell people's emotions by how their eyes look. Like, it might take a little training, but with a little bit of research, you should be able to tell what genuine happiness and fake happiness looks like in somebody's eyes. So somebody can have the whitest grin on their face and look pleased as punch. But you can tell in their eyes they're not happy at all. Um, yeah. Just because true happiness is a full facial emotion. Yeah. But, you know, you can you can smile without any mirth being in your eyes. There's, there's a light light sparkle uh, just yeah. the way that your eyes crinkle. Uh, just little tiny details that you might not notice. Um or, or if somebody's telling you that they like what you're doing, you know, like, oh wow, you, you drew that really well. That's know? that's like compliment
1: type yeah, stuff compliment too. Yeah, compliment
0: stuff. But if they don't like it, there's tells too. Like they might be smiling and doing stuff, Light but their if their lip yeah. goes up ever so slightly when they're saying it, hmm. it's you know they don't like it, but they're being nice, yeah. and saying so. There's, there's like a lot of little tiny tells, um, just in people's mannerisms, things they do. Yeah, like you brought up, there's little nervous takes that people do. Yeah, uh, you know, you're bobbing your knee up and down, you're twirling your hair, you're scratching your nose, adjusting your glasses or whatnot. Those are usually um, anxiety reducers because there's a lot of people out there, myself included, that are just generally anxious. It's not full blown anxiety, but yeah, little repetitive motions that are you know they're not like Get OCD a fidget
1: spinner thing. or something. Eh. Or one of those weird cubes.
0: And so you'll see a lot of people doing that. Just little things. And it's something to do with how your brain works. That it's got to do something peripheral and repetitive as a crutch, essentially, for for making yourself calm.
1: Yeah, that's that's weird. Dude, we need to try that. (laughs) Yeah, oh, it's it's interesting. I would love to try that.
0: But you'll notice if you try it... Because you can have full conversations with people where you walk up to them straight. you notice that they will turn. So you can come okay. straight to them, but That's... they will turn because it's a subconscious, I don't want this to oh, be I want to do that
1: and see if somebody turns. Oh, right. That sounds fun.
0: But you can also use that to your advantage because other people will recognize body language cues from you, whether they realize it or not. And, you know, there's a problem with that. Some people don't get those cues very well, and those are the ones that you have trouble breaking away from. But you can de-escalate situations that are very tense just by changing your body language and tone. And it's really fascinating how you can do that. There's a a lot of uh, conflict disbursement, conflict management training that goes on where it is just, like, look at your body language. What are you doing? If you're arguing with somebody, oftentimes the argument will flare up if you turn into the confrontation. So you square up with them. And it might just be verbal, but it will escalate. And so to de-escalate, you turn away. You angle your face. You're still looking at them. You also slightly tilt your face downward. Tilting up is towards aggression. Tilting down is de-escalating. And also keeping and maintaining a calm tone will shut it down really fast. I get that there are some people that will continue to go, but just by situation alone, a lot of times changing your tone and your body position will make you look incredibly calm and collected and it'll make them look like the biggest loser on the face of the earth because they're continuing to hammer you yeah. on things and raising their voice and things, and you're just, you know, you're having a conversation with them. And so just by the situation alone, it can de-escalate because they realize, I look like a douche, man. This is not good.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, dude, I want to try that. Now.
0: Yeah, it going to do that. There's a lot of cool stuff. And, man, there's a thousand of them. You want to improve Have your Have you been, like, watching, like reading wanna... books on it or something? No, just because... Just one of our teachers in high school was a, a full-blown psychologist, so he would teach us a lot of these tricks that I've, I've kept a lot of them okay. just thinking. can I think about them. When, when I'm with people, I will watch them if yeah. I'm not involved in the conversation. And so it will come up. You know, you want to know if people like each other. That's another thing with eye contact. Yeah. Watch people, and if, if, you you know, okay, this, this girl is crushing on somebody, who is it? When they tell a joke, one, they will usually laugh when it's yeah I can usually to the person I can usually
1: pick on if pick up if somebody's fake laughing Mm-mm. I can usually do that yeah, but that's probably as far as I can go with that Other, otherwise when I talk to somebody I can talk I can usually pick up on how how they're responding to me, like not just tone but actually what they're saying because mm-hmm. if they're not really putting in any effort, then obviously their their response is weak. I guess, yeah. which would indicate that they don't really care about the conversation, or yeah. don't like you, or they don't want to be there. Whatever, I don't know. Right,
0: sort of like a cop out response kind of thing.
1: So I can use pick on that, but I I don't really pay attention to facial expressions or, or how people are angled at all. Yeah, I've never picked up on that. As before. soon
0: as you learn that and you start looking for it, you start seeing it everywhere, and you I feel oh, like I'm going to oh. start looking at it. Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and another thing that. I haven't been thinking about it again until recently is crossing. And it's a it's a comfort deal. It's
1: like crossing your arms or whatever? Yeah,
0: so it's with some extremity of yours, you are crossing the center of your body. So that could be something as simple as crossing your fingers together. It could be crossing your arms and it could be crossing your legs or your ankles. Um, and it's often a, not necessarily a safeguard, but it is a, a way to distance yourself from what's going on, so you're. It's hard to really describe, other than it is a comfort for your body to be crossed away from something that makes you nervous. Essentially, mm-hmm. so if you watch people, uh, you know, having your legs apart, just seated regularly, having your arms just your hands on each of your thighs, but they're not crossed across the center of your body. It is a very open posture. So subconsciously, you're very comfortable with the situation and you're open to reading it, essentially. If you see somebody with their arms crossed, it's may, perhaps apprehensive is the word for it. They're, they could still be attentive, but something about things going on is making them nervous, in a sense. Hmm. And so a subconscious response to make them more comfortable, it could be crossing their ankles under the table. It could be crossing their arms or crossing their fingers or something. But it really is. It's is, It's sort of like locking your extremities, which can be unpredictable, together in a very predictable and very safe pose. It's towards your body. It's anchored. Hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, you're, you're far more open and exposed with nothing crossed. Yeah. And you can actually do that to yourself because I've noticed that a lot with me. I'm a, I'm a very nervous person, which I don't like, but... I'm, I'm nervous, and so I will often notice myself crossing ankles, crossing my arms, and like, okay, okay. I don't know, I feel it's like it's that's... not an open mental state, so I will purposefully uncross my legs, uncross my arms, hmm. and I can actually learn better that way, but it's not comfortable for me.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like some of that is just like normal, like you're used yeah, to crossing your arms. It so
0: is. I mean, it's, it's a learned... I don't thing. Know. You often will copy the things that your parents do. So if your parent was a very nervous person, they can, you can pick up on that. Yeah. Crossing your legs is very comfortable in general. I mean, it's. You know, it is. Stressing crossing itself. your arm. I like crossing
1: my arms. I do too. It Just feels nice. I don't know. That's interesting.
0: But it, it's also a position of strength, which is interesting too. It's like, like I, when I said I had a lot of things to talk about with it. it there, you can just keep going. Like Positions of strength. Everybody knows, like the Superman pose. The yeah. Kimbo, hands on your I, I pretty much, on your I r-
1: pretty much never do that. <laughs> no,
0: very few people do. Yeah. But it, if you ever do it, you actually feel stronger. Because there's a subconscious connection to this pose and fortitude and strength mm-hmm. and stability. In, fact, In a
1: fight, that's what I'll do.
0: <laughs> there you go. But that, that's something that psychologists will tell people to do if they feel nervous and... and you know, not capable, not confident. They'll say, okay, go stand in your closet and do the Superman pose for like three minutes. And psychologically speaking, that pose will elevate your uh, confidence. Your confidence. Not very much, but a little bit. And it could be enough to make the difference, especially if you do that often. Hmm. You can make little changes about your body posture to emphasize to others that you're more confident. I don't like the arms akimbo just because it's not very natural. I mean, you you look at somebody doing that. Yeah, it's it's not
1: really that natural. Yeah.
0: But I do the uh, the Breath of the Wild pose a lot.
1: Is that where you hold? Are you what is that? You
0: you loop your thumbs in the front of your belt or the front of your pants, and it's it's similar. It's like your your arms are resting in that sort of a side pose, but it's lower down. It's a very I've seen you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And. Only reason I call it that is that's the pose that Link has in *The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild*. But it is a a position of solidness that's natural. Um, Crossing your arms is one, or having one arm up and one underneath—bodyguard pose. That's a position of strength. Uh, Steepling, where you put your fingers together. That is one of the positions of power that is universal. I would only recognized.
1: do that sitting down. Yeah. If ever. Like I never would do that standing up.
0: And also if you got your arms your elbows on the table. Elbows together is a position what of strength. if deepness. it's like this.
1: What if like, they're that's laying? A position down? Of strength. Okay. The
0: wider apart your elbows, the more strong the pose. And it, it again it goes back to the subconscious, like Yeah, you what you're doing it, right
1: now, that's definitely like That's like like you're an intelligent person. People overdo it, and they do it in
0: in media a lot. You know, oh, you'll see the guy that's got his arms spread wide and his fingers together. He must be intelligent and smart and everything. It's like, but there is subconscious association. I remember listening to one psychologist talk about improving your poker face. There's ways you can do it just in your your face. Yeah. But he said if you're having trouble with that, um, there's one... A couple of things you can do to just completely shut down people from reading your emotions. And it has to do with you put your elbows on the table. You put your thumbs together. And you either cross your fingers or you, you ball them over each other. I would do the ball one. Okay. Normally. You put your thumbs underneath your chin.
1: And put. That's, I, I think I've done that before. It's just kind of cool. You put your it's just you fist cool.
0: up over your nose, essentially. So it's, it's I just think this, it's a cool pose. And then you, you angle your face down, right? And so if you just do that and you don't change, like, how your, your eye exp- – and I know I'm talking to my fist. The audio is probably going to be terrible on that. Oh, but no, you're fine. If you, if you do that and you don't, you know, have any emotion in your eyes, there's no new information that players can glean from that. Yeah. And so it's just they'll, they'll stop watching you because they can't gain any advantage yeah. from watching you.
1: I would definitely have to practice that <laughs> if I wanted to do that. So.
0: But the real advantage comes in knowing psychological ticks. Again, akin that to what is you an in, advantage, yeah. And seeding them throughout your playing style, if you want to really improve your poker like face, pretending to have a tick or something. Oh, it's the best thing ever. That's cool. Yeah, because you you can practice up to have a proper poker face that shows zero emotion. You don't even need sunglasses because that, that will actually hurt you more than anything. But you can train yourself to be dead stony faced, showing no emotion. Yeah. But the advantage comes from. You get a card that's really good, and you do the very slightest just tick of disapproval. It doesn't have to be anything. Maybe just like a slight tremor in the lip or a slight wince in one of your eyes. You know, just ever so slight. And people will pick up on it because they're watching. That's, that's the whole you know, professional part yeah. they're watching that. And you can trick people into making brash decisions based on the tiniest of movements I used to do that in uh, BS all the time we'd play BS the card game and there's two things one if you're going to lie in a card game always tell the truth any other time because people will know you to be a a truthful person and then second seed it with false ticks so that when you get a good card or a bad card (sighs) you get a bad card and you celebrate and you get a a good card and you wince and it'll mess them up yeah yeah and then also, also what, what gets them is, <laughs> right, so you, the, the first thing you always do before you tell a lie in BS is you, you get an unlikely move, you know, like, oh, I've got four aces. What, so you, you tell you, them what you have? No, no, not even that. So, you know, uh, how BS works and everything, you, you've got to match things and you put them down and you say what you, you're putting down. So, like, okay. I've got three eights and you put it down and they have to... You know, With the cards that they have and not talking amongst each other, they have to figure out, is he telling the truth or or is is he lying? lying And if they call you out on it and you were lying, you have to take all the cards. If they call you out and you were telling the truth, they have to take them all. So what you do is you save up enough cards that are unlikely. So, yeah, I've got all four eights. And you put the tick in with that. So So you make somebody think you're lying when you're actually telling the truth. You you put it down a little bit too quickly, and you, you sort of change how you speech to make it unnatural. So they think, oh, one, it's not likely he has four, and two, he's done two subtle things that would tell me he's lying. So they'll call you out on it, and they'll think themselves really like, I got him, and it's true, and it's a false positive. And so now, for the rest of the game, they're doubting everything you do. It's like, that's, that's wait exact. a minute—he told the truth, and he had those ticks. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter what else you do; they'll either think you're telling the truth the whole time, or just throws them off. You don't know what to think.
1: Hmm. That's. I want to. I want to play some games like that now and try them out. Yeah,
0: that's like it's. It'd be cool. I, I could like coach you in all of these before we play become some a of professional. Over
1: like because two, you you two, can do that three, three. in like spades. Yeah. Because I've played a lot of spades. That's probably the most I played. But, yeah, I, I know that's very common in, like, professional Texas hold'em hold and mm-hmm. such. People are always paying attention to, you yeah. know, any slight movements or ticks or whatever. yeah you can't. I mean, that's the, yeah.
0: that's the only way you can get information on what the other player has. And with that much money on the line, you have to be very good at what you Yeah, do. and they're,
1: they're pretty good at it, too. So. So
0: it's it's that's really, interesting. really interesting. But that's why I find it so fascinating is because you can do so much with it. There's a lot of practical good. Yeah, or bad to be had from just having a basic understanding of how people do things, and that's that's not even getting into like the interrogation. Yeah, like lie detector stuff.
1: tests aren't even like a hundred percent proof.
0: Right, right. They're not usually admittable as evidence, but they can.
1: They can't help, they, but yeah, they can. They can tell you a I, I know tricks person. behind that. Like you can, you have to basically train yourself to like raise your heartbeat when you're actually telling the truth. Mm-hmm because then it throws things off and it's like has no value
0: that trick about the false positives is actually something that helps with lie detector tests because usually the way that they work is that they ask you a series of control questions at the very beginning which are simple easy answers yes no usually or just simple like okay is this year 2021 yes like and what they're doing, they'll go through 20, 30 of those questions. Those are their control questions. So they read on there what your, your heart and your sweat levels and everything uh, are doing during the control. And so when they have parallel questions, the real interrogation questions, they can compare it to the controls. Yeah. Okay, this is what his normal function was when he said yes. He said yes on this one. It does not match. He, you know, so we can have a high likelihood of him telling a lie on that. Yes. Yeah. So, to do a false positive on that is you just screw with their control questions and they can't.
1: You have to, you have to pretend, you have to act like the truth is a lie. during the, if, you, if you can deceive the machine in the control questions to act like it's a lie, like your heart rate increase or whatever, then it throws off everything else.
0: So that's essentially what you're but doing. Yeah. And the increasing of the heart rate thing, it's, it's like a high skill maneuver. Yeah, I, I couldn't do What's that. What's easier is to just butcher the answers to those control questions. Like, okay, you, you got asked, is it 2021? So you're like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Did you, did you say 2021 or 2020? So it's like you've thrown something out there. They were looking for a quick and simple answer, and you've just extended that. And so now it throws off their data. So now they can't use that control question. Yeah. So they ask you the next next one and you mess with it ever so subtly. Uh, oftentimes usually a really good operator can tell what you're doing, but normally it's just like, oh, if you if you do it conversationally they don't understand what you're doing. Yeah.
1: We're like training people <laughs> We're like lie on lie detector tests and all
0: <laughs> I, that was one of the things that my teacher in high school did. He he sat us down and he What teacher us. was this? Uh, I'm not sure if I should out him on. Is this somebody I would know? Yeah, I think so. No, I well, think one well, of your teachers too. I think I know who he but is. He he did that during the time that you weren't there.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, because I never heard about any of that in high school. So yeah,
0: very very interesting stuff. <laughs> oh, and, and last thing to say on it, I know we're probably approaching the end, but um, let's take this table as as an interesting example in psychology. Um, when you want to talk to somebody about something that is very uncomfortable to talk about, you know, like let's say you want the to the birds and the bees. bees, yeah, okay, birds <sighs> and the bees, right? That's a very uncomfortable, or talk. you know, you see somebody's having a problem with drugs or something, and you, you need to talk, you to want to them confront it, it. Yeah, 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 but you don't want the shoulder squared confrontation because the body will naturally run from that. I mean, they, they might sit there and take it. But they're not going to listen to what you have to say. And there will not be a good discussion. It'll just be like... In one ear,
1: out the other, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not listening. So, in a similar form to crossing, you want to make them as comfortable as possible while also still having that openness and dynamic. Yeah. Thus you put something between you and them so like a table like a table okay it's the reason why speakers like talking behind pulpits is because they're putting something between them and the thing that makes them nervous i.e. the, the crowd yeah the crowd yeah
1: that's yeah that's fair
0: and you can watch what a person does easier if they're at a table but this is a subconscious defense mechanism that the mind has if you begin to talk to somebody about something that's really, really like, like okay, man, I, I did something really bad, you can observe them start to build a wall with items on the table that will create a more formidable barrier between you and them. And it's scary, but you know, like you're eating dinner together and you're talking about this. They pick up the salt shaker and use it to season their dish and they put it between you and them. And they drink their drink and you, they put it between yeah, yeah. you and them. And by the end of the meal, they have this makeshift wall, <laughs> but it's a real thing because they're so uncomfortable about, about the topic that the table is not enough. Like they, they understand that what they did was wrong or, or they're yeah. very nervous about it and they will construct something that protects them hmm. subconsciously. And so you can be watching for that and go, you know, it's not an admission of guilt but it's about as close as you can get without a lie detector test.
1: That's interesting. Just like I, that I will say, say that it. that whole like you were talking about the podium stuff. Yeah. That I've I've experienced that. Yeah, it's very. Because I had to do like speeches in college. Yeah. And we would have a podium in the left corner, but then we were in groups of two, so like my partner would be on the podium doing the slides, and I would have to stand in front of the crowd just in the open. Yeah. And I was like, this is the worst thing. I like being on the podium. <laughs> I was like, I hate being just open. <laughs> I was like, it's terrible. It, it's terrible. And it's it, terrible.
0: I, I taught um, speech. It was public speaking for a very short period of time. But that was something that I always did as I wouldn't allow who I was teaching to have a podium because it really is a bad crutch to have.
1: Yeah, but it's like... Oh. It's terrible being because in the open talk talking.
0: Without a pulpit, then yeah. having a pulpit is, you know, it's just even better.
1: That's probably why like one why like some pastors or whatever will like walk in the open.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but that might also
1: it. be like a take like movement. Walking back and forth, people, fast like, people pacing like pacing while,
0: while uh, speaking is a nervous calming yeah. thing. Yeah. But that's not always a sign of extreme nervousness. I'll tell you this, every public speaker is nervous. If they're not, they're gonna mess up really bad and they'll be nervous the next time. But you can tell a comfortable speaker from a not comfortable speaker just by watching what they do around a, a podium because mm. you often see new speaker, not very comfortable, gripping the sides of that podium or doing something to it. You know, I'll, I've seen a lot of speakers that will grip the podium, push it forward and balance their foot on one of the feet of the podium. Yeah. And it's like it—it's almost like a giant fidget toy to them. Yeah, it's just so it, it relaxes help. them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like they're just a new speaker. They, but man, I, I would love to get back into teaching that because there's so many cool things that you can like imbue into people with public speaking. But hand motions are really good.
1: That I always do. I do hand motions on
0: everything. You'll you can tell That's the difference always between what a new do. and an old speaker just based on the the range of their hand movements there's a lot of people that will the first speech you know they'll get up and their elbows will be tucked in and their hands will be right there in front of their chest and they will do hand motions but it's very repetitive and it's very minimal Um, and it's nerves doing that but it it's a very poor image when you're giving a speech not dynamic There's the problem of being too dynamic, and that's also to do with nerves. You'll see some people that are waving their hands all over the place. They're running from side of the stage to the other side, Um, and it's their body's way of getting the nerves out by being over the top.
1: I I mean, when I do public speaking, I usually just – I stand wherever I'm standing. I don't move, but I use hand movements a lot. Yeah.
0: That's a good thing. But, yeah. That's, that's like I'm not used to basic. like I'm not
1: used to like pacing it's just not something I do I mean, I'm sure I could get used to it but yeah
0: so I was like yeah I've, I've known a lot of pastors that are really good about going back and forth on the stage um, the best ones use it in a way that is natural and not nervous yeah so you know though you can emphasize points by going past your podium on the other side yeah there's like I've done this statement, you cross the podium, go to the other side, and you're on a new topic, and something about crossing that podium, it's sort of like it it resets things, and it's like, okay, we move on to something new. Yeah, And it's little things that people don't think about. They're doing it, but they're doing it. That's...
1: Hmm. You should teach a class.
0: Nah, it's been too long.
1: I'll sit there and I'll watch.
0: I'll teach you. How about that? <laughs> yes,
1: but I don't have to do any public speaking. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to be in. I will not speak. be in that class if I have to do public speaking. <laughs> I can't do that. I
0: think so many. Gosh, I took speech in high school, and I thought they did it wrong because too many people are terrified of speech. It's yeah, it's a terrifying thing. You're getting up in front of people, and everybody's staring at you, and you have to deliver something that is highly polished. That would nerve wrack anybody, uh, and it does nerve wrack everybody. But you don't condition somebody to something by sending them out in front of the crowd on the first go, because what that's going to do is that gonna, that's going to psychologically scar them into hating it for the rest of their life. So you have to work people up to it. Bro,
1: I'm like, like, the, well, obviously you couldn't tell, but like, I can easily see the difference between me being like, like. Like, when I read, like, today I was with Noah, and we were reading the Bible, and, you know, I'll, I'll read this chapter out loud, we'll go over it, then he'll read that chapter, whatever. And there's a huge difference, like, I can re- I can read really smoothly, like, when I'm alone, like, if I'm reading my Bible or whatever, but then when I have to read, even with just Noah, just one person, yeah. it's like, I, I constantly am stuttering or messing up, it's like, oh, I said this word wrong, let's go back. Yeah. It's like, it's insane. So That's
0: okay. That's, that's part of the process. Like, I do
1: things so smoothly alone, and then it's like, you get one or more people, it's like, nah. Yep. That's not how that's gonna well,
0: work. You get essentially performance anxiety is what it's classified as. It's like, okay, I have this other person. I don't want to mess up, or else they might dislike me or something. It's not yeah. something that you think about a lot, but it's the nerves are still there.
1: I just think about messing up over and over. <laughs> that's <laughs> all I do. <laughs> and that
0: distracts you. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a fascinating science. It's very useful if you get into it and really try following it. You know, yeah. the little things you do.
1: I don't know. It's it's weird. That's why I don't do public speaking. But you could. I couldn't.
0: I think you could. Nope. Won't
1: happen. Never will happen. Won't do it.
0: I don't know about that. We'll we'll see. We'll- I refuse. This is as close
1: to public speaking I will ever get.
0: Craig, is, he's done a lot of refusing on things lately. Bro,
1: I watching Craig, it seemed like he was pretty nervous. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's what I would do. I would just pretty much look at the notes or whatever I took and just read it.
0: I'll tell you, that's what a lot of public speaking I was like, is. that's
1: what I would do all day, every day. And yeah, even then, I would about. mess up. I, I wouldn't even look out. I'd just be like, da da da, da. <laughs> You know? <laughs> that's how I would be, especially in that kind of crowd. I, I would die. That's so. that's
0: acceptable like not every public speech has to be that high polish you know I'm I'm looking at the crowd the whole time I'm doing it that that's a different form of public speech the you know, same you memorized you've got note based you've got read based and then you've got um, a combination of them yeah what Craig did was reading based where he's yeah. written something um, I can guarantee you before he any, got anywhere close to that podium, he had practiced that a lot.
1: Yeah, I've done because that. Because of
0: that, he was able to look up from it. Um,
1: I've done that. I've memorized yeah. things and then went over and over, knowing that it's going to be a bad time. Memorized
0: so, speeches are in, extremely hard just because you have the added nervousness of what if I slip up? What if I don't remember where I am? Yeah. That's why the, the ones, you know, like preaching on Sunday, it's an extemporaneous sermon based on. Very detailed notes. Yeah. So, like, if they lose their place, they can glance down and gain it again. But they have gotten to the point at which they can speak off the top of their head professionally. Yeah. It's very hard to get to that point.
1: It won't happen. Not for me.
0: You'd you'd have to go about it the proper method, but I think you could do it. If you ever
1: start a class, you let me know. And I'll spectate. I won't be it's a like, part of the I'll class. Be in the back I won't room. I won't be a part of the class. I'll just spectate. That's all I'll do.
0: I would like to, but I don't know anybody that needs to do public speaking that has not already been taught. So
1: True. Yeah, I mean technically speaking I had a public speaking class and I ditched it in college, so I didn't take it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: did one public speech and then I was like, I'm out so But
0: it, that's like I said, I think they do it wrong. Because so many people are they have too many nerves about it and their idea of, well, just get over it is just go do the speech. But that's not really right. If you want somebody to be comfortable with it, then you you warm them up. The way I would start it is, okay, let's start you off with a one-minute speech and it's going to be on something that you're passionate about. So pick a topic, you know, I'd I'd have to come up with a range that they could pick from. You're going to pick a topic from this list you're going to write a one-minute speech based on it. And then I'm going to have you practice this. You know, So get up at your house, stand in front of a mirror, read this, and read it, and read it. And while you're reading it, you revise it to make it more natural-sounding. right? So you, you want your extemporaneous speeches or your memorized speeches to sound natural, or conversational almost. And you want to come across as knowing what you're talking about. So you revise it as you're going, and you make it really sound good and you practice it until you can almost say it memorized fully just you don't even have to look at it but you still want to have it as a, a yeah. backup okay so you do that that's part of your exercises and then your very first speech giving is you go into a room by yourself with a tape recorder no mirror no podium nothing but you stand there with your card and you do your speech as if you were standing in front of a crowd yeah. And then you're graded based on the recording, okay and then you you would probably have several speeches like that, so I would have the person retain their old speech and say, "Okay, now write this new speech and practice this one while also practicing the old one. You do that process several times. then you get the people's closest friends and you get you know two, three people, and you put them in the room with the tape recorder, so the teacher's not in the room at that point. You tell them, okay, go in there and do the speech to your friends. So at that point, you're comfortable with your friends. You're still nervous because you're going to mess up in front of them, perhaps. But it's not that sheer panic of, here is me, my friends, and then all the classmates I don't know very well. Because if you mess up in front of all of them, okay, now what do they think of me? So You want it to be a far more comfortable environment. And just having the teacher gone is far more of a relief. And so you do that for several speeches. So you do that for the original and then the other ones that you've done. And so, the, you know, in that manner, you're gradually working them up more and more confident. And so by the time they give that first speech in front of the rest of the class and in front of you, they've done it a half dozen times, and they're very comfortable with it. And also through this whole process, you're coaching them on strategies of nervousness. Um, you know, you're trying to get rid of their nerves. Yeah. Like, if you're giving a speech, you always look at the back of the room. You're not looking at any one person at all. Yeah. You can, as you get more comfortable, start picking out people in the crowd to look at. In fact, that's a good process to do. It could be just looking at your friends that are placed throughout the room. But glancing at people in the crowd is a very – it's a professional thing to do when giving speeches. If you can't do that, just look at the back of the room. You, you look, okay, that spot, that spot, and it has that appearance of glancing around and, and making – an effort in seeing people, yeah. um, the way in which you hold your body as you're giving your speech has a big thing to play. Um, th- there's there's a lot of things I would change about the way that they do it nowadays, and maybe that would make people more comfortable.
1: Really? but I don't know. we'll never know. That's right, because yeah, unless <laughs> unless you go into it, but yeah, we should call it quits. Yeah, I'm, I'm carrying that. Way so, all right. Uh, should we mention that thing Or should we just save it till next episode
0: uh, It might help to save it If we actually have it Okay
1: okay Yeah we'll, we'll mention that Next next week um, Yeah it's pretty late We don't We never record this late yeah. So I'm
0: sorry to keep you up. I
1: know It was either today or tomorrow So now Got it Now it's done You can rest tomorrow Got it out of the week Now we gotta remember, we gotta do stuff It's been a, a boring week I hear you. No topics. Well, granted, it's hard to get topics when I don't watch TV.
0: Yeah. Or the news. Or,
1: nothing. or the news or anything, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. So, And I don't play video games pretty much at all. So, yeah. No, it's awesome. Um will uh,
0: catch you all on the next one.
1: Yeah, any last words, David? The wing.
0: It's been a while since I said that.
1: Since last week, or yeah. last episode, should I say.
0: But, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. Peace.